I'm Sinead O'Moore, and you're listening to Every Mum the Podcast. Every Mum the Podcast was created for one reason to get honest about parenthood, about the realities, the joys, the surprises, and the fears, the moments that form us, and the ones we don't hear people talk enough about. Which is why we are so proud to partner with Waterwipes as our sponsor for this season, as they share this mission with us and are such an essential brand for every mum. As creators of the world's purest baby wipes, containing just two ingredients, 99.9% water and just a drop of fruit extract, Waterwipes are purer than cotton wool and water. And they're also the winners of three National Parenting Product Awards 2020, including Best Baby Wipes. During the early days as a parent, everything is uncertain, but choosing the right wipes shouldn't be a worry. With no artificial fragrance, soap, silicones, or colors, water wipes are suitable for sensitive newborn and even premature skin. Together, we are committed to providing more reassurance for parents with trusted products and this podcast, helping us all take those important steps towards greater confidence while building a community of support for every mum. We are back and to kick off season three, I'm joined by one of our most popular guests from season one, Ali D. In that episode, Ali had just had her triplet boys and shared their incredible birth story and how she was feeling about having triplets. But the boys were still in the NICU, being cared for by the team in Hollis Street. So one year on, we thought it was time to catch up and talk about the realities of her first year raising triplets while growing stronger as a woman. She tells us how she has made a commitment to herself to be at her best physically, how she's had moments where she felt like she just couldn't face the Groundhog Day, how she has a small army of support and is never afraid to be honest when she's hitting the wall. Plus, stick around until the end as she shares a hilarious story where baby wipes and a mother's love were truly tested to their limits. Ali, thank you so much for joining us on Every Mum, the podcast. I can't believe it's been just over a year since we last sat down when your triplet boys were just born, but they were still in the NICU. I can't believe they were still in the NICU. Sorry, you just reminded me of that. I was like, oh my God, yeah, sorry. (laughs) No, they were still in the NICU. So we talked about their birth, the pace you know, you having those incredible midwives and that team around you bringing these three little boys into the world, but they weren't home with you yet. They were still there. I actually totally forgot that tonight. Isn't that so funny? I was like, I actually forgot it was that soon after having them. Oh my God, I must have been like still flying on the morphine or something. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh my God. I was sitting in your kitchen going, how, how is she still doing this? How is she still standing? Absolute adrenaline and hormones, I'm telling you. And I'm not sure that you had even held all three of them yet. Yeah, no, I think Ted was still, actually, when you're saying this, I think Ted was still the only one we hadn't held because he was the one that had to be, he had the chest drains and all in and he was the overly dramatic one, (laughs) which is the complete opposite of what he is now, to be fair, but... um, yeah, geez, that is actually mental. Only when you said that, I was like, oh my God, they weren't even home. I think I was genuinely still on another planet. I'm actually going to have to go back and re-listen to that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, where did you get your energy, Ali, back a year ago? 
you oh, were God. you were on cloud nine you were it was so positive you were just you were absolutely beaming but here we are a year later and they've just turned one and you've experienced one full year six months of which has been sent in some degree of lockdown with yeah, triplets at home. <laughs> yeah oh god i need to like do i still look beaming or do, is it just pure sweat now <laughs> you but not only that you've organized fundraising events Yep. You've launched designer collaborations on baby grows that have sold out. Yeah. You don't stop. Yeah, I'm just, I'm one of those people. I just, the more I have to do, the calmer I get. I think we were only saying, obviously, before we start recording that when you're sitting at home on your own, your head is your worst enemy. You're your, your own worst enemy. Like you just sit and you think of, you know, God. The most like I keep laughing the most ridiculous scenarios that would never happen you know that way or you know all these worries or whatever whereas once I'm busy I'm not worrying so most people I know would worry about being busy but <laughs> I don't I just I love it like I thrive on it so yeah don't get me wrong I also hit a wall at the end of everything and absolutely crash and burn for a few days but um yeah the few days are worth it so I don't I don't mind what was it like bringing them home um, well, Bruce, we kind of got, we knew bringing Bruce's first time, he came home on the Friday, exactly five weeks of the day um, when he was born. And we kind of, we all knew, you know, the, the, nearly the banners are out and everything at home, you know, everyone was so excited because obviously no one had met them. Like it was myself, Chris, um, my mom and dad and his mom. That was it. There was thing, Chris's dad um, um, wasn't well, so he couldn't actually come into the hospital. It was more of a risk to him than the baby so he hadn't seen them so yeah it was unreal so even that that was massive especially for Chris like he was just dying to get these babies home to see his dad you know that way and um, so we stopped on the way home the first place he went was to Chris's dad's house and um, Chris's mom and dad's house and he got to meet him before we brought him home to anybody else you know we were like no it's grandparents first and, and that's that um, and then yeah when we came home like again obviously they were just out of hospital they didn't want everyone it's very similar in regards to pandemic. We'd had hand sanitizers and all. <laughs> Jetall and Milton are my two best mates. Um, we had all that. So um, we had my brother, actually, thank God, who lives in England, was just over that weekend. So he was over till the Sunday. Came up that night and then my mom and dad. But it was just, ever just have this, like, because Georgia hadn't met them. So, you know, the excitement, I just wanted, it was, it was nearly like we were telling lies though you know I was there to people I was like like there are three babies in this hospital I swear like you know that way yeah you nearly felt like you were lying to everyone you were like I swear there are three babies I haven't just been like hiding in my kitchen for the last five weeks so yeah whenever everyone came up on the few came up on the Friday night to see him and then like on the Saturday um obviously everyone was like we just want to go up and, and see them like some I had to obviously go back into the hospital one of us had to it, that little weekend was a bit tricky because obviously Chris um, I had to stay at home with Bruce. It was nearly an argument. We were both, we were very honest, we were both sick of going into the hospital one stage. You know what I mean? You're both exhausted. You're sitting on these chairs that aren't the most comfortable and you're having, like, you know, all of a sudden we had a baby home and the two of us were kind of looking at each other going, who gets to stay at home? <laughs> who goes in? You know, that way. So to be fair, he stayed at home. So again, like, you know, his mom and dad came up and, you know, my, my sister and all, my brother-in-law, they were all up on the Friday, but they came up again on the Saturday. It was just lovely to actually, for once, it was kind of letting people into the bubble. Mm. Like, you weren't allowed, and all of a sudden, you were like, look, we get to share them with everyone. Like, it's it's incredible. Like, um, Sharing them makes it feel real. 
Yeah, like and like Georgia when she saw him, like it was so cute. Like we're Bruce are little best friends here. They're an absolute pair to be <laughs> drive you up the wall. God. <laughs> so I was like, they're both trying to like raise my blood pressure higher and higher by the day. But like she was just like it was like I'd brought her home a doll to play with and she was like, This is mine forever now and I'm and she hasn't stopped. Um, but she was just delighted, you know, every time someone came into the house, she was like, come here, come here, let me, let me show you. Like, she was real proud. And again, for her, like, Mammy was pregnant. And then all of a sudden, Mammy was pregnant with three babies. Then all of a sudden, you know, Mammy is in the hospital, or Mammy's not able to get out of bed, or not able to move. And we keep telling her about these babies that are, and then, oh, the babies are out with Mammy's tummy, and you have Mammy back nearly, you know, <laughs> like, to somewhat of an extent, like, in regards to how to do stuff for her. And then all of a sudden, these babies that we're talking about, and she's like, where are they? So mm-hmm. just getting them home was, like, Bruce especially kind of, it was like just the, I remember sitting watching the Late Late Show with a glass of wine and just Bruce in the arms and being like, this is the life. <laughs> on the Friday night, I was like, what more could I ask for? Um, but then, obviously, on the Sunday, we were told, look, Lenny can come home on the, on the Monday. So we were like, oh, my God. And that was even nearly more challenging because someone has to stay home with two babies <laughs> and someone else has to go in there with the hospital so um with Ted and obviously the complications he had and stuff like that he was a few a little bit behind them so we kind of assumed he wouldn't he wouldn't be out till the Friday so um the Monday night we came home with the two of them we were like grand we have a few days to get in the swing of things and on Tuesday morning I got a phone call from the hospital being like do you want to take Ted home and I was, I was nearly panicked like I nearly because all of a sudden I was like oh my god well, like you, you know I'd like these bags of presents for the nurses I hadn't even given in or hadn't finished and I had like you know I just thought like matter you need to panic because you're like I thought a few more days like um so we yeah we literally we didn't tell anyone my best friend Laura was up um helping me that morning and my sister just happened to come around so I was like can the two of you stay here and mind the two babies and of course they were absolutely disgusted I asked <laughs> They could have bit my hand off quicker. They were like, get out of the house, give us the babies. Um, so they stayed here. So I didn't tell my mom and dad, didn't tell his mom and dad, we didn't tell anyone. Like we just went into Hollow Street and like, I, I remember I, like, it was near, it was a bit, it was real sad because I'd made loads of friends in there. And all of a sudden you were like, I'm I'm leaving. Like, I'm not going to see you tomorrow. Like it's, it was just, it was, I have to say, it was kind of really sudden. It was like, I'm so excited to get them all home and I'm all excited for this part. But I was really sad leaving that little family I had in. Like I remember um Katie, um, baby Charlotte's mom. Yeah. Like I remember I had to wait for her to come in because I was like, I can't go home and not see Katie Goodbye. and Baby Charlotte. And to be fair to Nurse, like let me into the other room to say, like, you know, say, see as I'm going home or whatever. And I was giving in whatever bits and pieces I had for them. Um, but like there was other twin moms there that I'd made friends with. There was like we still have a WhatsApp group. There's this five or six of us in this WhatsApp group and we are always constantly updating each other on thinking and it was, it was real like you know it's just so sudden all of a sudden and it was like okay it's done we're going home um and I was really upset leaving the NICU it was mental for the place you're dying to get out of for how many weeks all of a sudden I was like I'm like leaving a little family behind like did it become a bit of a comfort blanket I think oh 100% like the fear of God in me of taking three and you know there's always a machine there's always a midwife there's always you know you know, these nurses and doctors that if there's any doubt in your mind or if there's anything or like, I'm like, as I say, this was my first rodeo. I, you know, Georgia was alive and well, like I'd gotten to one stage, but it was just like, I like, you know, you question how you feed them, how you change and how you do everything because 
they're born in a different environment into what you're you know the first time I know like I gave myself two days and I was like not bother on me again you know you just kind of mm. get into your own swing but you do have that thing of like if I'm, if there's anything even minor or if I'm not sure of you know those first few days like this whole support system you had behind you all of and it's still there like you can make a phone call anytime they're never going to not help you like but um yeah it was it was it was a very weird the first night again we went to Chris's dad so every time we brought them home we brought Lenny to Chris's dad and then Ted who's named after Chris's granddad and his dad like we brought him home and it was just this lovely do you ever just have this kind of final picture in your head um so it was it was gorgeous trying to get to that stage and get home but yeah the like again my friend Laura was here when we got home my sister so the photograph on the couch of all of us we we made sure we got it and you know I was like I just want that final moment like done dusted the safety blanket aspect of Nikki and stuff like that is another thing that you kind of you know only afterwards you're kind of like god I must tell someone that they're going to be fine at the end of this you know so uh okay I stick to it from day one I was like I am not ever stupid enough <laughs> to question these like angels who uh like they slept they ate they did everything in a routine that suited us and we never flinch from it and it's probably the best advice I can ever give anyone is if you have a child come from NICU the nurses know what they're doing <laughs> like the nurses the doctors know what they're doing just stick with it and, and you'll be fine like because the routine was unbelievable like because that is a big thing when you're bringing baby home that we often talk about which is you have to get to know this little human like this little human yeah. comes with its with its own desires and personality and needs and there's no book for your baby, you know, yeah. that each baby comes completely unique. How did you figure out the three different needs, the three different personalities, the three, like, how did you, as an instinct, you know, your maternal instinct, oh no, when Bruce cries like that, it means he needs this. When Ted cries like this, it means he needs this. Yeah, and we could recognize their cries from like day one. Like if three of them were upstairs and one cried, I'd like, go get Lenny there really and people would be like how it's like they're like that's a lucky dip and no behold Lenny would come down the stairs like you can even like you can tell your child's cry yeah. you know when you're out when you hear a child crying you're not even turning around you're like that's not mine <laughs> <laughs> um but they were like that from day one um they all have completely different personalities they all have completely different cries you know they're but they strangely are very all kind of interlinked in regards to they just get on or they just you know when you need to kind of remove one or you know when you need to like just leave them at it and like Sinead it's like bleeding like all I'm short of is a UFC cage in this house like and they're one. <laughs> I do love baby jail. Oh baby jail. Baby jail is the best investment I think I've ever and it's not even baby jail it's padded cell then baby jail in said padded cell. <laughs> baby jail is the best investment I've ever made because you know yourself like I will kind of take the mick out of everything because I'm like if you make it funny people don't judge as much right so I've always lived especially motherhood I'm like the more you slag it yourself the less you have anyone else to give to say you know what I mean so so I know I know there are parents who would not be very best impressed with baby jail okay it's, it's a playpen by the way <laughs> so if anyone's listening thinks I lock my children in some form of cage and um, it's just like a playpen but it's it's the best thing I ever think like I cannot 
So the whole of my sitting room I'm looking at now, the whole floor is padded. So there's either, you know, if you've seen it yourself, it's mats and things. I have bumpers on everything. I have gates across the two doors. And then at the end of the room, I have the playpen, which looks like we call a baby gel. But I cannot go to the bathroom. Like, I cannot go to the bathroom. And these three boys who are at a stage, especially now, like, Bruce, if you leave anything on the ground that he can climb up on, he's on the chair. And, but he can't get down off the chair. So he just goes head first, first off the chair. And um, even little things like, like, you know, I can just put them in there and everything. he can open it. They can open it from the outside. So if I leave one out and put two in, the one on the outside lets the other two out. Like, you know, if I have to go to the toilet, if I have to put the dishwasher on, if I have to do that, I can kind of, now they won't stay in it for too long, but I can put them in and I have 10 minutes, like 15 minutes of, you know, I put the telly on their delight of a life. Like, but uh, yeah, baby gel is. Ali, you don't need to justify it. You've got two hands oh, three babies. Oh, no. 100% I don't. Like, I couldn't care less. <laughs> I always say to people, if, you, if you'd like to come and enjoy that, and I do, I was like, you're more than welcome to spend a few days in my house with me. Like, because they, like, you couldn't. Like, I know I wouldn't, jeez, I wouldn't do it anywhere where they would be 10. But, um, you could, like, you, I think people are well aware of the fact you couldn't come in here and say, I can't believe she does that, or I can't believe you do that. People are like, I would do anything to survive the day. Exactly. And you need to do what you need to do to look after those, those, you've got four kids, they need to be kept well, but so do you. Yeah. But as well as like, it's not even that it's like, nobody will question me because I have three and they don't. Okay. So that's, that's where I get away with it. But it's very important to know that like people have the same right to the, if they have one, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? People just feel like, well, I have one and you have one and I don't do that. So I can comment on it. Whereas Obviously, like Susan down the skill gate isn't going to turn around to me and question baby jail because I'd be like, here, Susan, do you want to stall up to my house for an hour? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But like every mother has the right to be like, you don't, you don't have a say in what I do in my house until you come up and live in it. Like, because as you say, every baby is born with this completely different personality. And while, you know, I could leave Ted in there for hours and he would never, I would never, my heart wouldn't be in my throat, nothing. If I leave Bruce in there for an hour, mm. I would, I'd say the house would be burned down. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm just like, you know, every baby is different and you, you do what you can do to survive and get through the day without anyone dying. <laughs> and you have found some things that have helped you thrive and survive the day and give you a bit of rejuvenation and an outlet. And I know they're really important to you. Um, and whether that is, you know, your personal training, whether that's going to your football whether that's um, now sea swimming, but there are things that you are doing to look after Ali. And I really admire that about you because I think that it could be so easy to lose yourself in the weight of three babies at home. Like, so talk, talk me through, I suppose, what they do for you and how you stay motivated as well to like, or, or diligent to make yourself do them, knowing that the benefits are there. Um, well, like, like firstly with the, like, like, you know, I get up and go to the gym at 6 a.m. most mornings. The reason is being, I don't have to ask for child minors. Like, I can just get up. I don't have to worry about getting out and ready. I leave the house. Because people are always like, hell, you know, I've had a few people say to me, you do too much. Like, and I always laugh at people because I'm like, well, your version of too much is extremely different to my version of too much. Like, there's 10 other things I probably love to do, but I just don't have the time, obviously, in the day. Um so yeah and the gym was massive for me now I have to say I'm like 
like I do go on about the gym a good bit on social media and stuff like that. But the reason being is I'm no word of a lie. I was broken into after having the lads. Like I had serious abdominal separation. I had serious back problems. And um, I'd already had ongoing issues with my knees and stuff like that. And I swore to God when I was doing it, obviously I went to physio, I went, I did all these kind of things. And I like the gym that I actually went to that I, I chose to go to is um I know I went to school with Darren. He's um well I went to school with him he's a few years younger than me but I'll claim him anyway. <laughs> but um he'd probably be very insulted that I said that <laughs> like about 10 years old and I'm not. But um I like I knew him so I, when I went in I was like look I'm broken in two basically like went through all my issues and I was like I don't want to be a stick figure. I couldn't care less about what size I am. I was like I need to be able to walk up my stairs every day for the rest of my life or like until they're old enough to not want me to lift them I was like and be strong enough to get up and down them stairs without like when I first came home I had to crawl upstairs on my hands and knees I couldn't I physically could not carry the babies up and down the stairs like I had to have someone with me and these were four four or five pound babies like I'm like it's you know I just couldn't do it like I couldn't um the baby slings kind of hurt me in the beginning everything I, I had such bad problems so the gym was not like I don't go to the gym to be a Victoria's Secret model even though I know I do resemble one quite a bit now <laughs> like the fact that you didn't want it to happen and it still happened no it's just I'm just double you know what I mean <laughs> it was one of those things I was like I have to do it if I want to be able to like I enjoy playing football I I enjoy the fact that when I want to go do something like I you know I want to try to do like you know paddleboard and I want to try and do all these kind of ideas in my head and I'm like I cannot do it if I allow myself to stay as broken as I am so I was like no that's it I'm joining it it is by far hand on me heart the best decision I've ever in all the years or whatever like I lost two stone after I had Georgia in the year after having Georgia and doing I just diet but not dieting but like just eating healthy and I was playing football on that but I still wasn't like I'm stronger now than I was then and you know what I mean I'm like I do laugh at people I'm like it's just kind of I suppose developing a different view on strength and what it is it's different to everyone you know what I mean like and don't get me wrong I wouldn't mind being size six having no cellulite <laughs> being able to squeeze myself into bikini every weekend but instead I absolutely squeeze my little arse into a wetsuit <laughs> and jump into the Irish sea and uh, people think they're you know I know it's a notion during lockdown that people do it I absolutely adore it it was another thing that was on my bucket list I was like when I get strong enough after all this and when I'm able to and when I'm not in that awkward stage and not wanting to put on a big like you know put on yeah. swimming togs or whatever in front of people like I'm only short of honestly like I'll be done for a decent exposure at this stage <laughs> I'm only short of just ripping everything off and jumping in like um it's another thing that I kind of was like you know I like I I swam um, competitively for years um, I used to compete I used to do everything I've done sea swims in the past and you know when I kind of seen this I was like I've always said I'd love to do it but I'm I've never had an excuse to go and do it so as soon as lockdown came out we were like sack it so the sea swims I'll recommend them to everyone I know everyone thinks it's notions during lockdown I'm like do it once you'll have the time of your life it's not um, notions I started it as well like not 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 as deep as you're yeah. doing it um because I'm I'm kind of up near Clontarf, so it's all very like there's there's less jumping in 
there's more like beach stuff oh, no, I, well I still haven't jumped in now I walk okay <laughs> I still haven't braved I keep saying every week I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it and I haven't but uh but it's so rejuvenating it's just it's, it's so good for your clarity of your mind yeah. And it's like, it only, you're only in for a few minutes. It doesn't have to take forever. And then you emerge and you're like, you just feel so alive. Yeah. I feel brand new. Like Chris flags every time I go for a season, he's always like, do you feel rejuvenated and reborn when you come back? And I'm like, back off you. Um, <laughs> well, you know, he's always kind of messing with me. Um, his, he doesn't like, he's not a big fan of the sea swims. But again, me and my sister and all, we've been getting up early in the mornings at the weekends and going and doing it. And, um, even the people that are down there, it's it's so weird because all of a sudden it's it's another kind of community that you're kind of welcomed into. Like we see the same people a lot of the time, or you know we see neighbors down there, we've seen loads of people, and like I have to say as well, it's a real respectful because obviously with COVID and everything at the minute, um, I've, I've seen online a few photos of the forty foot and people are like the forty foot, it's mad busy. It's it's not. I'm telling you, there was no one, no one would dare come within two meters of each other. Mm. It's such a lovely. It's just, I don't know, I just, I'm absolutely mad about it. Like, I'm trying my best. Like, I'm going again this weekend, but I was like, I'm going to try and continue it into the winter months. So I say that now, I'll probably die in the first, like, week. But um, it is, it's something I'd highly recommend to anyone. I'm like, but even not that, just something that gets you out of the house that completely clears your mind. Like, mm. like as I say, that's five, 15 minutes once a week where I think about nothing other than where I am, what I'm doing in that moment. And it, nothing else matters. Like I would highly recommend it to anyone. Like I think it's one of the best things, again, that I've taken up this year. Um, and then the football, God, sure, Jesus, they're like a personal counselling. <laughs> God bless them girls, the stuff I come out with. Um, that's just a bit of fun. Like, you know what I mean? It's I absolutely yeah. adore it. But um, it's a bit of fun. It's girls, we're all, none of us are they'll murder me for saying that we're none of us are top athletes you know what I mean I play on the junior B team um but I just I, I think it's the most fun ever you're out with a group of girls where they're all just there to you know a bit of exercise a bit of crack and I just I love it like you know what I mean I just and I yeah again it probably looks like I'm doing loads but the football season is over now you know what I mean it won't be back on again until next year but well just, I think I think that's the secret to it in the three things that you've just talked about there's, you've made a commitment to yourself but also to the other people so when you talk about your gym sessions you've made a commitment to your yeah. trainer that you're going to show up you talk about your sea swims you've made a commitment to your friend or your sister or the person that you're getting up at the crack of dawn to go with and the same with the football you've made a commitment to your team so it's often I think definitely in my experience as well it's when you're left to your own devices to self-motivate and say okay, you've had a really bad night. You really didn't sleep. You said you'd go, but there's kind of no consequence if you don't. Yeah. You don't prioritize yourself. I am one of those people. If I've told someone I will be there at that time, I will do everything in my power to be there at that time. Now, don't get me wrong. My friends will listen to this and wet themselves laughing. They were like, yeah, plus 20 minutes. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll get there as close to the time I said. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just, I, I do think it's really important because like, as you say, I always get this thing of, you know, people saying I'm putting too much pressure on myself or I'm doing too much. Or, and I get it all the time. And I'm blue in my face telling people, I'm like, I am not doing this for Instagram. I'm not doing it for Chris. I'm not doing it for, you know, my friends. I'm not doing it for anybody else. I'm like, I have no shame whatsoever saying those three things are 100% for me. I'm yeah. like, me, only me. I was like, I donate. I donate. 
I dedicate, say, 90% of my time to other people. I'm like, that's my 10% and I'm not giving up, like for anyone, I don't care. I'd go mental. Like when during lockdown when I couldn't go to the gym and I couldn't do all that stuff, how I didn't, well, I probably did at some stage, but how I didn't like lose it a lot quicker, I don't know. Like I couldn't self-motivate, you know, I was sitting at home and if the choice was doing exercise or bake scones on my day-to-day, that's what keeps me going, keeps me ticking over. Tell me though about the times where the ticking over doesn't happen and you do hit the wall. Ah, like I think that's one thing. I hit the wall way more than I think anyone ever thinks they do. It's near the transition stages, yeah. you know, where they go from crawling to sit, like, you know, doing all this. Um, and you're, again, try, you have to adapt. You have to learn these, this new skill set all over again, or you have to rejig how you do things at home mm. to accommodate it. And obviously when you're multiplying that by three, like, you know, mom guilt is, you know, I've always said it, it's the worst thing in the world because no matter what it is, and no matter how much you've done to prevent it or how much you've done to, you know, protect them in a way, like babies are going to, I'm sure last week is a good example, babies are going to fall, they're going to, you know, hit their heads, they're going to, you know, one of them is going to hit each other in the head with a toy of some sort, if you have multiples. Um, but you you obviously automatically take that guilt on board and you're thinking, I should have done this differently, even though you've done a hundred things to prevent it, the one thing you didn't think of is what she'll feel bad over so that's kind of always what's made me like either upset me or made me kind of hit a wall where I've gone oh god like I should have done this or I should have done that like it's kind of the fact that I haven't been able to predict what I didn't know what was going to happen which you know when you say it now when you're out of that moment you're like oh it's how ridiculous of you like you know how are you supposed to but it, it is that they're kind of the times like Lenny fell out of the bed over lockdown and that was a good 24 hours of me sobbing. There's been a lot of moments like that where someone's fallen or falling is a very mm. <laughs> common thing in this house. And then obviously last week, Lenny, like when I was coming down the stairs, uh, like as I was carrying him, fell out of my arms. So fell out of my arms to hit the stairs to go from the top to the bottom. Um, and yeah, that was that was probably my lowest, <laughs> my, my breaking point in the last few months. Mm. Um, because obviously, as I always say to people, it's that, that split second of waiting yeah. for your child to cry is is the longest thing you'll ever wait on so there's been moments like that where again just things you can't control happen and you freak out but yeah and even the day-to-day like I feel like I'm just it's a conveyor belt a lot of the days and obviously when you don't have the the thing of being like you know what I'll go for a coffee with other moms or I'll and I'm quite good at getting them out like I'm, I'm not I wouldn't be afraid to bring the lads anywhere on my own like around like that and I would be going to a lot of things like I can't go to you know kids space or can't go to funky yeah. monkeys or any of these kind of places and um, where I'm pretty sure I would be living in I know. at the minute like if I could um like little things like that like I have to it, it's a very trapped feeling yeah. someday and I, I think like whether you have one or you have ten you're gonna have it because some days you just want to go somewhere or you just want to be somewhere else and you can't and like I always say that um new, new dads actually always ask me this all the time say well, why why do women hate when we need to, we just get to leave the house like why do they it's like a resentment thing and I'm like because you just get to walk out the door like, okay. yeah I was like it's it is it's it's a very like like it's a very claustrophobic environment in here some days you know where I'm like I mean Sinead I turn around I blink and the house upside down again and you know people say it's fine leave the house fall around but I 
don't get me wrong I'll happily some days I'll sit there and I'll do nothing and I'll be grand about it but other days you're like it's the walls are closing in on me yeah. like I'm like I want a tidy house so I don't feel as much clutter because the things that you know like our front room like as you're saying is turned into a play center like I don't have a front room it's it's literally like for the lads like there's a telly a couch and then there's literally baby stuff everywhere um yeah so and then like again if the kitchen's messy then you don't have you feel like some days you don't have anywhere to escape to you know what I mean and then they call me crazy for jumping in the sea <laughs> 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 I'm like I'll escape to there but it is it's, it's very overwhelming and it's like you know on the day-to-day I think people are expecting this giant like you know you can only be overwhelmed when you have this giant meltdown and when you have all this and sometimes it's not sometimes it's getting up in the morning having a cry in the shower to just yeah. get some sort of release to be like do you know what I'm fine I'm well able let's go like I remember seeing a post that you put up just before their birthdays where you was, you thought you expected something else of yourself. You expected that you'd feel a certain way, but actually you found yourself in the car not wanting to go back into the house. Yeah. I literally, just I remember sitting the day, in the car. I, I came home from a football match actually, or train, like I remember a football match and uh, I came home in the car and I remember just sitting in the car and I was like, it wasn't, it was my time. And I remember just thinking, and the lads were in bed, like I wasn't even gone into them. Um, and I just remember thinking, I just can't do this again tomorrow. Like I was like, I can't get up. I can't go into the house. Because once I go into the house, I was like, I'm going to have a shower and I'm going to go to bed. And then I'm going to wake up and then I have to do Groundhog Day all over again. And I was like, like, it's a long day. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Like, But um, I actually rang, that, that night I rang my best friend who lives across the road. And I was like, I, where are you? Like I, I was sobbing in the car. I said, like, I can't do it again. I can't wake up tomorrow and do the same thing again. And and I knew, of course, I, of course, I was going to. Like, there was no, I, I don't have an out, you know, that way. Like, I was like, I'm going to have to. But it was this overwhelming feeling of, I have to do this all over again. And then after tomorrow, when I'm finished, I'm going to have a shower and I'm going to go to bed and then I'm going to do it mm-hmm. all over again. And then I'm going to, like, it, it is a very, like, I always say, like, when you're saying it's a very trapped feeling, like obviously you don't are <laughs> kids you don't mind like you know what I mean I don't think I have to say that but it is this thing of like I just for wanting a, a little bit of escapism and then of course the man guilt kick, kicks in and that makes you feel even worse for thinking that way and you know it's just it's kind of this this horrible loop of uh and I, I know like I've talked to so many parents who are in say the exact same thing and there's you know this thing where you're like I feel bad for not wanting to go in and mind my own kids tomorrow and I'm like no 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 <laughs> like don't feel bad about saying it loud I was like you'll find 10 other people who feel the same way and, and that's why it's so important there isn't one parent no that at some point hasn't felt that that yeah, hasn't felt I just can't keep giving myself to that routine that that like the the, the groundhog day the same tasks over and over again you you kind of it you need to you need to find new things to inspire you you need to find new projects you need to find new things that are make you feel something different or experience something different like jumping into the Irish sea launching new baby grows like pouring yourself into you know an incredible charity event because it's so important to keep things outside of hiding up the toys you know cooking something that just ends up on the floor that you have to pick up again Mm-hmm. you know all the thing, all the daily tasks that just go on day after day after day 
you know, you need, like, it's so important to have the, the projects in there that it actually light you up inside. Like I always say, like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. And I'm like, that's motherhood. It's doing the same thing over and over again, <laughs> expecting a different result. That's what we do every day. Every single day, we, we jump both feet in. We do the exact same thing because we have to. We've no choice. And maybe not expecting a different result, but we're hoping for a different result. I'm like, motherhood insanity. <laughs> They're the same thing, really. Like Knowing what you know now. Right. Okay. <laughs> the, the moment of, of, of their birth, the bringing them home, the three different phases of, of, of them entering your house the the sleep regressions the sitting up for the first time the crawling for the first time them pulling themselves up them falling down for the first time their first trips into hospital again <laughs> like the the woman i met a year ago in your kitchen who yeah. was beaming and full of adrenaline but you could still see deep concern in your eyes that your three boys were in the nicu and now look at them. Yeah, now it is insane. <laughs> but that's, that's you and Chris, you know, that's... Mm-hmm. Ah, there's, a, there's a few more people <laughs> besides that. I have to give credit to Jesus. It's a, it's a, little, a little army from talent. <laughs> I always say that. But in the midst of that Groundhog Day, all those days have passed. Yeah. And they are three strong little men now. Yeah, no, and like, as you say, they three strong little men and they bounce. <laughs> um, yeah, no, like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it is, like, it is actually bad because I actually got a little bit of emotion when you were saying all that. I was like, oh my God, I did do all that. Um, yeah, yeah, like, it is. Do you know what? I do, like, I always say, I love to go back and tell myself it's all going to be grand. It is all going to be grand. Like, and at this time next year, I'm going to be looking back at us today going, it's all, it's all fine. Like, it's, you know what I mean? You're you're gonna get there, and when you do get there, you're gonna miss some things that have gone. Like you know what I mean? Like like you know, I won't say I miss night feeds or anything like that, especially by bloody nine. But um, <laughs> you know, like you do miss that like little cuddly stage. Yeah. You do, and when you have those little moments again when they're wriggling and they give you a little cuddle, you're like, oh Jesus! Like I do miss that, and then. I don't know too much if I miss the jumping off the furniture part. I don't know if that's going to go away. <laughs> I'm like, oh God, how I'm not on first name basis with the staff and any is beyond me. But um, yeah, like, yeah, when I look back now, I'm just like, I, I do genuinely, like, because I only said, like, I put up a post and I wrote a list when I was pregnant of stuff I wanted to achieve, like, kind of within the first year. And when I look back on, like, when I look back on it, I was like, you absolute garbage. <laughs> I was like, well, who was she? Like, I was like, who was this girl? And what did she, what did she actually think of herself? You know, that way. So if you were to, like I say, write a letter every year. And even if I was to write a letter to myself for next year, which I might actually do, that's not a bad show. Yeah, it's a lovely idea. But I'm sure I look back and go, what are you, what are you doing? Like, you know, like, I'd probably be laughing at myself this time last year, thinking I couldn't achieve something. Because like last year, if you told me, I would be in the gym five days a week, like, you know, not a bother to me, jumping in the Irish Sea, like back playing football in the full thing of it again, you know, managing, carrying three kids at once, doing, working, as I say, doing all the business. There is no way I would have backed myself for that. Learning to back myself in the last year is, is a massive thing because 
even with like I can't I keep banging on about the gym they'll think I fancy them the lads <laughs> but I just wouldn't ever have said even my mindset like even in regards to like after having a baby and body confidence and stuff like this I would have had a completely different view on it after Georgia and I would have had you know put a lot more pressure on myself and a lot more stuff and if you told me like you know a few years ago that I have the attitude I have today I don't think I'd believe you like we always talk about snapping back and I know I'm not even just talking about bodies and stuff like that you know this snap back and this whatever you won't snap back you'll get better like you'll, you'll actually like this crap of like I want to get back to like pre-baby whatever whether it's body mind spirit anything of the sort like this is the thing that I just I like I think the realization I've had I'm like I don't ever want to go back to the way I was before I had kids like I don't like that's not a desire of mine I'm like like I want to be better than I was before I had kids and I am like there's no question of it like I'm like whether you know if all you're going to focus on is the physical and stuff like that well yeah you know that's fine that's if that's what you want to do do it you know what I mean but do it better you're well able now you've gone through this massive ordeal mentally physically and now like you know you have a little person that you want to prove something to I'm like do it for you know what I mean you can do it and it's not snapping back do it and make it bleeding 10 times better and then again with your mind like that's the biggest thing for me I you know snapping back I was like I didn't want to snap back to to anything I want to like this year has proven to me that you can actually go much beyond that you know what I mean like I was obviously working my arse off and everything before I had kids but now I think I work 10 times harder all of a sudden your mindset changes to like I, I just want to to kind of keep going for the better for all these people and for for myself and yeah I just want to I want to be me but I want to be like 10 times better than I was for kids like and I will like I'm just going to keep going and keep thing and on those days when like like I kind of have to keep reminding myself in those days when you feel like you know you're sitting in your car crying because you don't want to do Groundhog Day again like it's kind of reminding that you know you, you might have to do a few more groundhog days and those days are gonna come and they're gonna get you down but it's all these other moments you know in between when life's happening all these other moments happen and they're the ones that just make you go do you know what i do i do groundhog day a hundred times in a row just to get one day like even like well i won't say last thursday because i really didn't want lenny to fall down the stairs but you know what i mean one day where you go and all this work and all this repetitiveness and all this kind of thing of just keeping the day-to-day going to do something else was worthy you know that way like I can't like you saying I can't wait to bring the lads out to the beach and bring them you know get their little wetsuits or swimsuits or whatever like I can't wait to bought them swimming I'm dying to bring the lads swimming um and you know like I'm like every groundhog day and everything that we have to do to get out of lockdown and to get there and to you know just get the bigger and healthier and fitter able to do all these things like one day I'm just going to be standing on the beach with the kids with you know paddling the water and I'm going to be like you know what all those days of making sure they're big and strong enough and minding them and cocooning them or whatever you're doing and you know letting the walls close in on you I'm going to be like one day you're going to be standing there just going I I made it to this point that I wanted to get to so there the the groundhog days are worth those days so the secret of me in the last year is I have not anything that's gotten on top of me I have never kept it to myself like Mm -hmm. I've never turned around and pretended I'm okay when I'm not I've never pretended that things are easy like I just like I don't need to live under the veil of social media of pretending I have a perfect house and a perfect life and a perfect family and um and not only like I translate between social media and real life that like I will tell you know 60,000 strangers that I'm struggling 
and I will in turn do the exact same thing with you know the six people who are closest mm -hmm. to me like so I will I will share it in regards to, and I'll discuss it in my own life and make sure that everyone around me is aware of it and I will also kind of extend that to to other mm -hmm. people just because like I was you know I was the girl sitting in the car on my own that I thought I'd know one sitting there for five minutes and I get to drive across I'm very lucky that I have such a support system and I get to drive across the road two minutes across the road to, for someone to help me like mm. so sharing those little things and kind of realizing you don't have everything together and that it's okay not to have everything together like it's nobody has everything together the only thing that builds more shame is silence oh yeah and, and the only thing that cures it is empathy from others. Other people saying, oh, that happened to me. Don't worry about that. That happens all the time. You know, that's just what you need. We need to just normalize everything. We need to celebrate the good moments. We need to be honest about the tough days. You know, we need to, to, to take care of the things that fill us back up and make us see the light at the end of the tunnel. And we need to look back and pat ourselves on the back and say, look at everything that we have managed to actually achieve. Yeah, like I'm, I'm just telling you it's a funny story from last Wednesday. So as I said, baby jail is amazing and all the mats and all on the floors, but they're a bit of a pain when you lift them all up and clean them. Last Wednesday, I thought it was the lowest point of last week. Uh, <laughs> last Wednesday, I had the three lads inside and they were like pottering around and I fed them and I fed them one of the baby pouches, you know, the, the stew one or something like that. And um, I had a second one, but they weren't taking it. So I just kind of put the lid back on and said no. And I was like, right, Grant. And I let them potter around and they were playing in baby jail, two of them. And Lenny was pottering around next while I kind of looked at Chad and I was like, is he him? Is he him? Like, is that poo in the back of him? I was like, what is it? Fully dressed. So I had to pick him up and he had different things. So I changed him, but he wasn't dirty. And I was like, what's going on here? Like, well, I went into the baby jail. And I mean, there was some sort of brown substance smeared all over the floor, all over the baby jail, all like in between the grooves of the tiles, everywhere, right? Like looking around, the food pouch was still on the couch. So I was like, I was like, it must be, you know, the food pouch yeah. or something like that. They all have nappies on. I was like, what's going what is going on here? Like, you know, I was like going <laughs> around on my hands and knees, trying to figure out like smelling stuff that I'm like, I don't want to smell this. Like, couldn't figure out for the love of God what what was going on. Like um, and then like Ted had whatever it was on his hands, on his face <laughs> and everything. And uh, yeah, it turned out that Bruce has now learned how to untie one side of his nappy, puts his hand in <laughs> and just paints, paints the sitting room for me now. And then oh. knows how to reclose the nappy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so just for anyone that's having a bad day, okay? <laughs> My triplets paint my sitting room in shite some days. <laughs> now that is not a groundhog day moment. That's a very exciting day in this house. Like I had to put the three of them in the bath on my own. I had to ring my dad, who was on his way home from pitch and pull, and ask him after I bathed them, because they were absolute like like feral is the only word I can use to describe their <laughs> animals. Like so I had to get my dad to come up and entertain them. And it took me an hour to put all the tiles up off the floor, bring the baby jail out try and wipe that down, try and, oh, uh, if you'd seen me, I, I'd say my blood pressure had gone, like, through the roof, like, I was just like, you little feckers, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, but poor Bruce being Bruce, of course, it nearly, like, handing it to Ted to be like, here, you have a go, <laughs> and then, like, Lenny, who is normally, like, the weird, thank god he's the clingy one, because he was over with me, like, so he wasn't covered in it, I was like, oh my god, I was like, how do you even explain this to someone, like, I was like, 
oh, it was, oh, it was just one of those moments, you know, where you just go, this, this I'd be is. Gone. I'd be gone. I'd just move out. I, I'm not mad. I'm like, you know, it was at that time in the day where I was like, it's like I say, it was about four o'clock. So I was like, it's too early to ring Chris and abandon ship. <laughs> and, I was like, and it's too late because they're going to start getting into cranky time now to yeah. not, I can't not have the sitting room. Like that's where they <laughs> are all the day. So I was like, oh my God. So yeah, that was um, last Wednesday, just in case anyone's having a bad day with their, um, their children today. And we'll put that down as the highlight of the year. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was the moment all. Do you know what though? Like the sad thing about it being the mother is instead of being really annoyed over, I mean, like I can't believe you did that or whatever. You're like, how smart is my kid? <laughs> Do you know how bright my Bruce is? Like, you know what I mean? You can't even. You have to give them credit for. It. You're like, oh my god, amazing Bruce, well done. <laughs> my child is so advanced. <laughs> We will we'll always be able to find some quality in everything that they do. The positive out of it all, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. oh, oh okay. I need to leave it there before this actually <laughs> triggers my labour. Because I'm laughing too hard. Oh, God, yeah. That's, that's my life now. Just in a, in a <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing. It's amazing. And uh, I wish you and the boys a, a, a less traumatic week. Yes, no, I'd like a very like stress-free week this week. I'd enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. No problem. Thanks for having me again, Sinead. Thank you so much for listening. We'd love you to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Share this episode across social. Get in touch with this week's wonderful guest at Ali D underscore G underscore plus three on Instagram. Talk to you again next week. This series is kindly supported by Water Wipes. Water Wipes are an essential for every mum from that first nappy change and during those messy weaning months. As creators of the world's purest baby wipes, Water Wipes are purer than cotton wool and water and are proud sponsors of Every Mum, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>